Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so pleased that you're here. This is a new podcast, AI DIY. AI DIY, baby. Artificial intelligence. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. This is the whole. <laughs> this is the whole point. We're asking. Uh, loads of uh, uh, guests to come and join us and for them to imagine for us new kinds of AI, new kinds of uh, robotic assistants that are going to make our futures better. We're trying to get away from the old tropes of Hollywood about killing machines. And so we've invited some of uh, our favorite people. We've got uh, researchers in AI, people who are at the, the top of their game, uh, really clever, we're really glad to have them. And as well, we've got some of our, our favorite comedians, people who are really funny to get them to think about, to get them all to think about the future and how AI can help us. Fantastic, Mwah. lovely job. Absolutely, uh... it's all, <laughs> <laughs> it's all very well okay. planned. Right, so, uh, who are you? Who are we? Who are, who are we? You? Well, I, I'm Professor Leslie Carr from the University of Southampton, uh, and uh, my role as a professor of web science is to research and teach people about AI, um, human-centric AI, data science, and computers. And you are... Who am I? Why am I doing this for you? Well, I... Uh... <laughs> I'm uh, Ruby, uh, and I'm I'm a I'm of the what what do you call it? You call me the digital generation, part of the digital, the digital generation. generation. You're digital I'm native. Not, I'm a digital native. I'm not a professor of web science of any sort, but my my last name is Carr. Uh, uh, professor Professor Carr, that's my papa. Yeah, my daughter Nero. Let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, absolutely. So, um, and let's I want, go. I wanted to tell the audience about how, um, so I, uh, I'm a stand-up in London. I do comedy, lol, lols, lots of lols, lots of fun. Um, but uh, when I started, uh, <laughs> Leslie, Papa, he also started. So he invaded my space. <laughs> he took over my thing and everyone loves him and I'm annoyed about it. No, it's lovely, but also, <laughs> leave me alone no <laughs> but now this way it's me being able to invade your space i'm coming into your work mister <laughs> <laughs> well i think we make a great team um, <laughs> so welcome to our first you, you you'd never know it was the first would you welcome to the first episode um this was uh we've done this our guest today is is Professor Age Chapman. She's from the University of Southampton. Uh, and uh, she's, a, she's a data science and AI specialist. Uh, so we, we met up with her, it was great. Uh, we, did, we absolutely had no idea what, this, what it was going to turn out like. And she was such a good sport. She really got into it. She was really imaginative with the ideas that we had. We, uh, we had such a great time. Um, such a fun 
like it was like just the best first record we could have because obviously we'd come being like oh this is like our idea is it gonna work and then it was just a delight to be on with age and her coming with her idea and it was really really fun and then, yeah you great ahead we learned so much oh yeah <laughs> yeah so um there was uh we we did this via zoom this is our this is our first first attempt so there yeah. are some, so there are a few little sound niggles, so apologies for those. Yeah, but you know what, deal with it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so so, uh, so welcome, strap in, and it's going to, it's going to get, it's going to get artificial intelligency. <laughs> Enjoy! It's really great to have here. Oh no, perhaps I should be laughing already. That's no, it's good! Oh, right. okay. okay, so it's really great to welcome here. Uh, I've got Professor Age Chapman with me, who um, who's also from the University of Southampton, and in fact from the next door office to me. Uh, we kind of danced around a bit, but we've just got adjacent offices, so Welcome. Thank you. Your uh, office looks a lot different than mine. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I haven't been in to mess it up for 18 months, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's, it's doing fine. So, um, Age, do you just want to um, uh, tell us how come you're at the University of Southampton? Because the discerning listener may have noticed that you don't sound like a Southampton native. I am not a Southampton native. I transplanted from the States. My dear <laughs> hubby gave me 15 years in the States. And he got a little homesick, so I said I'd give him 15 months here. And here we are, a little bit longer than 15 months later. So <laughs> your, your, your dear hubby is, of course, is... It is from here. Is from, from here. here. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So 15 months in the UK. Well, you've chosen a very good 15 months. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so what is it, what is it about being a professor you as a professor at Southampton that is related to AI. Oh. What's artificial intelligence about what you profess? Yes. So I'm really interested in data and where the data comes from and how we got the data and what's in the data and the shape of the data and, and what that actually does to the AI that we're creating. So if you think through all of the bedtime stories you ever heard as a kid and all the stories about your parents and your grandparents and where they came from, they shape you. And the data that we have and we're using um, shapes our AI in much the same way. So I'm really interested in how do you understand where it comes from and then what it does to the shape of that AI. And then how do you tell people about it? Maybe, maybe this AI is great to, for kids, but not for adults. Or this AI is great for mm. health, but not mm. for um, military. Because so, I guess we, we often think about AI as being like able to do clever things mm. but that's only half the story you've got to have skills but you've also got to have knowledge and it's the knowledge that and that's what your my interest that's is. where your all of your research is Absolutely. I've always assumed that AI just had access to Google <laughs> well I just because when you asked Siri to Google something I just thought that it was just always googling in the background when it needed to know something is that are they not just doing that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so 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 in this case, absolutely. Um, 
and and in fact, the, the smarts of Siri is is knowing what that query looks like and knowing where what to return to you as mm -hmm. as an intelligent answer. Um, if you think though through though, if you you wouldn't take Siri to say a doctor's office and say Siri, yeah, is this, is this mole cancerous? <laughs> because because Siri Siri has the, the large general knowledge, but when you're trying to get down to, you know, do I have cancer? Is this is the skin a mole or is it cancer? Um, you want more specialized knowledge, and that's where you have to be very careful about the data that you're putting into your system. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So and I, I think so. Siri obviously doesn't because Siri's Apple. Um, yeah. Google's Google. <laughs> right. Um, but they're, you know, the, these are all really big companies that are just hoovering in all the data they can. So if you didn't hear oh that, that God. was the Siri on my watch saying, everything you need to know is on Apple's website. <gasps> Spooky. <laughs> I, I think, uh, what I am going to do is I am going to turn Siri off now. I'm going to take my Apple watch <laughs> off and throw it in a bucket of water because it feels like it's possessed. I think someday you, you two might have to have a special guest Siri on your show. <laughs> so, and oh, stop it. Oh That's my a really good God. idea. Don't because I love Siri. Although my phone, my phone is a little bit broken at the moment, and Siri stopped working because I think I've blocked up the microphone, so I, I I can't yell at Siri anymore. Oh no! Did you did you see did you see RuPaul's Drag Race UK this week? They had to design. Wait, no, 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 no! I haven't seen the episode. Oh, I can't tell no, you. Okay, we're gonna have to edit this bit out. No, no, no! Wait, wait. Is it? Is it a spoiler? Oh, well, it's, me. It, well it'll, it's about what the challenge was. Okay, okay, you can talk about the challenge. Okay, go, go, go. Okay, so yes, it's not about the result. So they had to design an, an, a smart home assistant, a drag Lexa. And, oh. and they had to come up with what, you know, sort of each team, there are two teams, of course, and each team had to come up with what does your drag Lexa do? How are you going to sell it? Oh, I'm sorry. Did did RuPaul's Drag Race steal our podcast concept? You know you're behind the curve on the technology states when RuPaul's got there before you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, moving swiftly on. So um, that's that's professionally your relationship to AI. How about at home? Do you, you know, because we've got all of these AI products now, do you, do you use any of them? Do you enjoy them? Would you believe I'm actually a bit of a Luddite? No. <laughs> I am. So, I mean, I maybe have, we have some smart speakers in the house, but that's about it. So you never, you never make any requests? I'm really sorry to disappoint you on this one, but no, um, mostly because I don't want my kids talking to like, you know, I, they, what if they're talking to me? Are they demanding that of me? No, I don't know. No. Oh, they're talking to this thing, right. Okay, I don't have to pay attention to that. Like it was, it was, it was cognitive overload. And, and... Oh, right. Yes, no, I haven't thought, yes, no, that's, that's, that's right. So, but, but that's other, so that's other people using it. Yeah, no, but it's still not but, there. We took it away. Oh, you took it away. <laughs> yes, um, in our household, um, uh, 
my wife uh, does not like uh, Siri listening to her, and she is very, very rude to Siri, ah. if ever Siri raises her voice. Um, the most common thing that, um, that Alexa is used for is setting a timer in the kitchen. Yes. And you can understand why that is, because yeah. that's... That's just inconvenient. You know, if you're cooking something and you, uh, you know, and you can just, and that's what I, that's what I, that's what I do. And the, the, the really funny thing is, if you think about the history of computing, we've got, you know, computers were invented to do the things that humans couldn't be bothered to do. Yes. So initially, it was literally computing. It's like, like in Mary Poppins, where um, there's that line, oh, uh, if you could be so kind as to compute my wages. It was doing the adding up. No one wants to do adding up. That's why we have computers to do the adding up for us. And now we've, we've got all of these really much smarter things. And they're just doing the things we can't be bothered to do. And the things we can't be bothered to do, it turns out, is, you know, sort of um, setting the timer or using the remote control. <laughs> or switching the lights off in our smartphone. because, yeah. uh, And that's not what we, th what we thought that AIs would be there for, is it? No, that's, no. When you grew up, um, sort of with uh, US TV, oh, did yeah. you see, you know, were the programs you watched which had lots of, uh, lots of smart computers and AIs and things? You know, there? Buck Rogers, right? So right. Battles of Galactica, the originals, uh, right. all of those, yeah, yeah. Star Trek. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so that's not that's not what Captain Kirk was doing. No, he wasn't switching off the lights on the bridge with the computer. <laughs> but Picard was getting Earl Grey hot. So oh, okay. So you know, yeah. it did start yeah. merging into that. Yeah, no, that's true. So it was it was more realistic than we give it credit yes. for. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, shall we, we into our questions? Shall we? We have some questions for you. Yes. Uh, and so Ruby brings the questions. That's your role, isn't it? It is. Thank you. So we are imagining a um, a reality where you are about to design and uh, create the very first general AI in a success. It's going to be a success. But we want to know what is this AI and uh, what's it going to be like? So our first question is, what area does this AI work in? Does it work in, um, is it in art? Is it in business, charities, education, energy, finance, health, law, leisure, media, politics, or any rulers? It is not allowed to be a household servant. Yeah. We want bigger. Or a killing what, machine. Or a killing machine, correct. What does this, what sector does this AI work in? So I actually, so I think, you know, I, I was thinking for a while of, of what do we all want? It's entertainment. Um, but AI is used a lot already in the entertainment business, right? There's the, the film that was written completely by an AI recently or 2016. I did the academic thing of, uh, oh yes, oh yes, thinking I'm going to Google this later. Um, <laughs> I, I can't do that. So I'm, I'm going to have to ask you, what was this yeah. film? It was entirely written by an AI. Yeah, it was called, uh oh, Sunskirt, Sunskrit, Sun, Sun something. Okay, like yes, this. yeah. It's a very, it's a very short film. Um, it was released in 2016 at, at one of the film festivals, and it actually got fairly, fairly good reviews. It was funny, interesting. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's watchable. It's a, so did, did the AI write the script the or AI did it do the, the direction? No, the, the and... AI, well, they, they say the AI wrote the script. Right, okay. I'm not sure of anything else. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's called Sunspring. I've done a quick Google. Okay, there we go. Sunspring. It's nine minutes long. Uh, and it uh, it got a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, I mean, better than lots. Well, but... something that technically didn't have a writer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's pretty great. Well, either that or for a first-time writer. Yeah. That's not bad, you know. Depends. Did they just switch it off afterwards? I mean, that would be very of the industry. You know, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Let's just switch you off. Yeah, this guild got involved in that. Got to yeah, yeah. Done none of that. I'm saying from what you said at the start, I'd be really interested to know what the data was that they put into it. Like, were they fulfilling it with scripts of like the last couple of years that won Oscars or were they filling it with like Shakespeare? Like, what was the information they went, this is a script to this AI? Yeah, I can't answer that, but I would love to know as well. Um, because in, in many of these cases, they're they're looking at the patterns that's that exist in, in previous data. So that's exactly what they would do. And I, I have a yeah. feeling given the genre that it is, it probably wasn't Shakespeare that they were feeding it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if it was, well, perhaps they wrote a, sh a Shakespearean bot and then it, it wasn't very good. So yeah. they, just, they just put it in for an art house film. Right. Yes. Yeah. And anyway. in the other room, there were a thousand monkeys. Also, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I just interrupted you, and That's I can't okay. remember how. Well, we were remember. we were going out, and I actually I took this down as tangent because I immediately thought, oh well, the thing everybody wants besides food and water is entertainment. Yes, yes, but we've already got AI kind of working in this area already, and I wouldn't want to duplicate. You know something that already exists. So I decided I was actually going to. I think we should have AI politicians. In the entertainment. Category. No, no, well, <laughs> sort of entertainment. That's kind of how I got there because yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so, and I, I think I mean this is I think there's a perfect business plan here where you know there's a really basic model. So there's a lot of research going on now. How do you build ethical AI? And you know the basic model of politician you could build in and make sure it's an ethical AI. And we can be wonderful evil overlords here. And if you pay us more money, we can start, you know, yes. removing some of the ethical restrictions well, on our AI. Well, well I, I, it, would, it would seem to me that if you, by choosing politics as your, you know, sort of the, the place where you're going to build this as your domain, then if it turns out to be not ethical at all, you can say, well, I was really successful with the political AI. Absolutely, then. I that did it. That would be fun. And, and really? If they if they if they make a gaffe, like no one will notice, right? If the AI says something just totally stupid, like no one would actually notice that they were saying something stupid because we they've been we as the public have been trained so well to accept stupidity out of the mouths of well, exactly, or, or even sentences that don't make sense. Yes. This is the perfect. Oh wow, this this is <laughs> this is the perfect suggestion. I feel that is that is great. Mm, yeah, but I just feel like we're coming with the energy of like. Well, usually when you're like, oh, like if you're going into politics, you're trying to be like, this is a society I want to build. Whereas you're going, ah, let it burn. Oh, I know. See, but this is just it. So, so I think, you know, at, a, at, the, at the basic, the basic model, you know, from, from the council on up, you know, up to a certain level, like we build 
and ethical AI. And we can even do things like crowdsourcing the values that we want our AI to embody as a politician, right? So instead of voting for that AI, we can, you know, that's, that's what money is. Exactly. But now the people can do it without the money. Oh. Right. But once you get to a certain level, right, of politician, yeah. there, I mean, the money might as well flow to me, right? Or us <laughs> in this case. And make a change. Exactly. And so at that point, we can start removing the ethical values anyways. We'll take the money. That's what lobbying is for. And voila, you've got, you know, one of the higher ranking politicians. Yeah, you, you can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. You know. Uh, so, you know, so the point, ethics is for the little people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so into this world. Um, <laughs> no, that, that seems to be a really useful... So, so, the, so the point about AI is that having access to a lot of data yes. means it would never be underbriefed. That's right. And this is the problem with politicians is that you, they're asked questions and they don't know what the answers are. And so they just make up something on the spot Absolutely. or they, re- they refuse to answer all questions yeah. in case they ever get asked a question they can't answer. Yeah. So this would be, this would be an, in many ways an ideal politician. It would be. And, and you know, think of the, the lack of scandals that would be produced by the AI politician, right? They wouldn't spend uh, to redecorate apartments. No. They wouldn't take a private jet on holiday. Um, you know, I think this would actually completely transform, you know, the, the scandals that, that come out of, of our political world. That's... I mean, obviously we're saying like, well, this is going to be a general AI, it will be up, but will it have the best human interests at heart? I'm going to turn the question on its head and say, okay. You are politicians have the best human interest at heart. Okay, touche. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I feel like this is leading down the path of us asking the trolley problem question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't well, want to bring it up first because I like, like, that's very, it feels quite cliche for me to go, haha. But, right? How do we let the, have an, can we, what like you said once it it can probably be a mayor easily done but once you get it give it enough responsibility oh, a how mayor. Yeah. not not a nightmare <laughs> a mayor it could be a mayor fine but once we give it more responsibility how much of the general public do you think would be on side with how having much of the general public is on side with the current level okay of- right you know i can turn this on a bed all the time. <laughs> Okay. But, so, but, but then you have the question, because, you know, sort of what you're suggesting is a, a general politician who represents anyone, but you actually, our system expects you to have politicians with particular values and policies yes. who are, who, and then we choose between them. That's so right. So they wouldn't have to. And they would stick all... then hopefully to their policies that they, you know, oh. that they have been trained with and indoctrinated with. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, they would stick to policy. They would not go off script. And, and if you're voting for that and that particular policy, then then that's what you'll get. Oh, so would you have like seven AIs with different policies pit against each other? You know, I think it's a really good idea. And I think that, um, as I said, the more money you're willing to pay me, uh, the, <laughs> and that's the how more money, 
The more, sorry, I, I think I think what uh, my esteemed colleague got was the more money that you're willing to invest in our research. There we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought for a bit a minute you were like, oh, there will be one AI ruling everything, and oh, they will. No. Well, that's that's very Asimov. So, isn't it? That was what's it, multi-back? Oh um, and and they they so they used to have a planetary AI, mm. who up, and then what they would do is they would have elections. Well, they didn't have elections. What they did was they chose the voter. They chose one voter who was going to represent everybody, who and their beliefs and their values would then be used. To you know, so this is the idea from the 1950s, this right? Is what, right, as in what of 50s, 60s, old guy, anyway, uh, old white guy with a beard, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so that was what that was one of the ways that they they imagined it would it would happen, um, yeah. historically. But I think, I mean, I think for the you know sake of funding our research, every country, every council, every party oh, needs absolutely. their own AI. Absolutely. There's yeah. no point in only selling one. No, exactly. <laughs> well, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So we're creating a, a politician AI, but obviously for every yeah, um, belief. Um, uh, what advice would this AI live inside? Because um, it can't just exist as an entity. Is it's is it going to be like within an, an object we already know, like a phone? Is it going to be something bizarre, or is it going to be something new or robotic? Well, I mean, I think if I think if we are really going to have AI politicians, it has to be able to like cut ribbons and occasionally shake hands. <laughs> so I think you know maybe something that just has a scissor on one hand and like maybe a hand on the other hand. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> now we have just turned into something really horrific. We've given it a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully it doesn't like kiss the babies with the scissor hand, right? Like, <laughs> you know? I mean, I think, I think, I think there is still a big part of our, our, you know, cultural psyche or human psyche that wants to feel like they're interacting with the politicians. I mean, look in the U.S. We all voted for certain poll, or not we, but a large portion voted for the for certain politicians that they could have a beer with. So maybe maybe it has to have you know like a, a mouth to be able to pretend to drink beer as well. well and kiss the babies. And kiss the babies. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so is there? So is there, Would you think it would? So it doesn't need to be in like a, a full automata. It doesn't need to be like a full robots yeah. like you see on you know sort of the boston dynamics you know sort yeah. of can move and nah. can do somersaults and things like that yeah. it, it just needs to be parts of it so like a like one of those dolls that they that the japanese create for um for um old people for sort of care to, as, as a as a companion yeah. or yeah. something like that i mean that. you can even imagine too that like you know instead of having a podium that that the politician goes to the podium is just kind of like what keeps the politician AI's bits in yes, the right yes. situation. Right? Now I'm thinking Davros. Oh, that's a Doctor Who reference. Yeah. Sorry, you're <laughs> uh, um, okay, um, but uh, yes. So 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 bits of the human. Yeah. Will will suffice to, to, kiss to the make babies. a, a, a yeah, real no, this, politician. This is very Davros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds rather than creating something that's like assisting 
someone else who's doing that job it sounds like a robot taking the job completely an AI taking the job completely absolutely it also well yeah as we said we don't like our current one but then it also sounds like you want it to be um just look slightly Mm -hmm. human not uncanny valley but like to look I think not having just a box or like just on the TV might not, you still, is there still a desire to make it a little human? So like one of, like one of those shop dummies in a really up, up, upmarket boutique fashion shop, which is kind of like hard, you know, sort of human, but not all of the human or just. Including the podium in this, we can go back to like the Victorian times and have the, you know, the automatons that they used to do, right? The gear driven, the hands go up and down and. (laughs) They turn their head. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Or so, like, like those fortune tellers the in fortune the fair. In, in, exactly. in, was it big? Is it in big? Yeah, oh, it's in big. Tom Hanks film. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Oh, gosh. Sorry. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I, I, don't, I don't actually know about Buck Rogers. I just, I just laughed when you said that. So. <laughs> well, what about... Because it does it have to exist always inside of one humanoid kind of shaped thing? Or can it be like it... Like, you know how you like screen shower, you move it somewhere else. Like, can it there be like lots of little politician robots everywhere and it just zips in between them? Like one always at the podium. And then no, like, I, mean, I think actually it might actually, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so, so this is now I think something you'd have to, t- you know, go talk to the civil service about. Would they would they want that, or is it nice having a contained politician? That <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> they can literally wheel out exactly. where they need to. Who can, you know who controls who controls his movements? Literally, mm-hmm. that would be that would be very interesting. I think. Also, what this idea of uh, you know when is it the same politician? Yeah. Um, just because it has different bodies. And all of that's to do with, well, what has this politician body learned as it's been interacting with people? How has it changed and developed as it's been talking and conversing in meetings or whatever it's going to do? And can you download that into the equivalent? You know, it's it's a very very, uh, very difficult question. Um, But... Uh, and what would what would the House of Commons would we still have the House of Commons? What would that look like? It could be their charging port. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Hansard is the database that they have. Um, it, I think, and it would explain why there's so few of them at a time there, right. yeah. yes, and why they look so sleepy. <laughs> They're just plugging in. That's all. It's Oh dear! That, <laughs> so it's humanoid. Yes, yeah, so so quasi human, partly humanoid. Partly, yeah. I mean, you don't want to make them too expensive, do no, you? No, exactly. Less profits for our research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, do you know what name you would give it? Ah, uh, well, I mean, I think this is this is a, a very hard one because obviously you would want each individual political, you know, AI to have its own sense of identity and branding that, that reflects both the, the location that it's in and the, you know, the, the group of people that it is there to represent and the, the policies that, that have formed it. So I, yeah. I don't know if there's a snazzy name that you could, you know, one, two, three. I mean, the Lib Dems have already kind of started, you know, concatenating words. Um, should we do more? That's a, 
so what does the what's the role of a name in in politics um and so i mean you've got keir starmer mm. and i see people call him keith on a regular basis and they just get his name wrong <laughs> um what other on the other hand you've got jacob reese mogg you know mm. and so so um Pretty Patel. So you've got it's just a whole people are just bringing the, the names that they happen to have, yes. whereas we get to design a name yeah. for this function. And so, how, is is it you want something that inspired confidence? Yes. And if you notice all the names that you just stated there, not one of them was like a Bob, right? They they were all you know. Yes, yeah, well, different. it's a little fancier names than what's, what's Boris Johnson's the proper first name? I actually don't know. He's uh, he's something something to Fethel. Really? Uh, yes, he has he has quite an aristocrat. Well, he has a a an ex aristocratic. I think he's aristocratic. Uh, his full name is Alexander Boris de Fethel Johnson. Wow. Okay. Well, so I think right here we are starting to get to the answer of what do we name our AI? We just basically start pulling dead names that have gone out of fashion for 200 years. Yeah. Well, wow. oh, Doris. <laughs> there we go. You can have a Doris. Yeah. And, and, and what exactly would Doris represent? You know, it, I, I don't know. I just. Doris is nice. Doris was our old cat. <laughs> I, never meet, I never meet a Doris. So I just really like to meet a Doris. I think Doris is coming back. <laughs> Not the cat, just the name. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Doris, Boris, Morris. Ah. Mm. There are lots of those, aren't there? <gasps> we have one name that rhymes. <laughs> that just rhymes, and then we can like split it out because, like, Doris, that worked. Uh, I can't think of another name that rhymes loads. And, um, and so, well, Doris yeah, or Boris, yeah. is, is it a gendered entity? You know, sort of, do we want something that's gender neutral, that's ethnically ambiguous, or do we want something that has a, you know, sort of is very, you know, sort of very specifically a, an individual that you can, you, you know, sort of, um, whether they're, um, I, I mean, don't make them just entirely neutral. Yeah. You know, even if they might be genderqueer, they might be toxic male, or they might be, you know. Yeah, see, see but I think, I mean, I think politicians tend to, you know, they, they, they want to exude, you can have a beer with me, I'm a person of the people, right? But, but a cut above, of course. Yes. So, so I think it is important to, to have the AI for whatever, whatever region of the world we're looking at should be, should be, have a beer. I am one of you. Or a Prosecco. Depending yes, on your... depending on where you are. Yeah. Um, but yes. Okay. I think <laughs> that we, this is, I mean, this is now reaching into kind of a bit of political conversation, but it's sort of, um, that was, the politicians before were trying to be the average every man and trying to please everyone and then that's where we got all of these mental politicians from because people were just looking for someone who went uh here's a mad belief i have and i'm gonna stand up like and just because they were looking for people who weren't being um what's wow. that word bland boring they yeah. wanted some and so they were excited by something different so if we make the ai um you can't tell anything about this ai's 
identity or personality question um then surely it's it's not going to be as successful well you see i think that's i think that's really interesting because this is about what does the why would an ai be better than a, than a human at doing this mm. and partly so we said oh well they've got access to all the knowledge okay so that's obviously that's obviously one thing um they're not going to sleep with anyone's wife uh, that's another thing um or husband sorry this is a you know it's an equal opportunities ai yeah. but but we um but if you're going to have um uh, an ai you know sort of this this brand, um, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. It was <laughs> it was a very very interesting point. I mean, it's all about. I'll pick it up in a minute. But it's all about what, you know, <laughs> what is the. Oh yes, no, I know what it is. I know what it is. Um, okay. where, how sh- how should I? Where should I go from? What should I? Say? Oh no no no! I'm not cutting that. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you see, the, the thing about the way that AIs work um, for text understanding now or for, for producing text, so like GPT-3 um, or um, the, the latest, uh, the latest uh, AIs that understand human text and can, can write documents. Uh, so there's this one called GPT-3, which uh, when it first came out, the, the people who made it were so alarmed by its capabilities, they refused to put it into the, into the public because they were worried that it would, could, could be used to create spam and phishing emails. And you could just do, produce millions of really convincing documents or, or, uh, and it could create books and things. But all it, and it is very impressive, but what it is, is a mashup of everything that's come before. It's not creative, it's not original, it's just sounding plausibly like every, you know, sort of like everything that it's read before. And in a way, you know, sort of you want a, a, a politician to be plausible, but you also want a politician to be innovative and come up with new ideas. Mm. So what, you know, so this, this thing about, is the politician just to appeal to people? You only want it to appeal to people so they'll continue to vote for it. Yeah. But you want it, and you want it to be knowledgeable and creative so that it'll fix the problems. Yeah. yeah. So, so this question of, 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 of name, sorry, I've gone a bit off topic there, but it's because what we're talking about with name is what's the identity, what's it getting over, what's it communicating, and hence, what's it for? So, so I just had a little, sorry, pressed a button there, which is a very robot thing to do. <laughs> so, so, back on, so what have we decided about the name? I mean, should the robot choose its own name? Oh! Oh, nice. And that that in itself will express some identity of what it has been trained over and how it's going to interact with the world. Oh yeah. Oh my god! What if you gave it the opportunity when you are going to choose your own name? What name do you choose? And then it did choose something like I'm going to be Ben. Like just went boom. Like ah. Oh. And, and that particular AI politician. It's never going to make it to number 10. What happens <laughs> if you gave it that opportunity and said, um, I wish to be known as Hitler? Right. And then, stop. 
that's awful. <laughs> well, the, well, but the, you know, because the, the implication is it's making it, you're yeah. asking it to associate something from uh, that we understand a name from popular culture mm -hmm. with that representation of its internal beliefs. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that you should buy an, you know, political AI to put in number 10. I think you should have a set of political AIs that we then vote for or that we we put forward um, suggestions and rules and and you know sets of activities that we would want to push either crowdsourcing based yes. their 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 yeah. ethics or um, or what they're doing. And so hopefully if an AI turned around and said Hitler, yes, maybe we wouldn't vote for that one. <laughs> that, that, that's very good. That's very true. I'm hoping. Or if it said N10, then everyone would vote for it. Yeah. Actually, the really smart political AI would call itself like Bodie McBoatface, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. exactly. Everyone would vote for it. <laughs> they would. I would. That's annoying. <laughs> I did not expect to be so convinced by these these ideas. So uh, we're now going to see what the personality that's going to come through of this AI uh, by we've stolen from Sims 2 the personality scales, um, which uh, will give you two polar opposites and you've got to decide where in the range they exist, whether it's all the way over at one extreme or somewhere in the middle. Um, we've chosen three in particular for now that I feel like best suit the AI we're designing mm. on questions of like, where do they exist there? So on the scale between creative and executive, where would a politician AI exist? I mean, we can't come back to what you were saying last, right? You want them to be inventive about possible solutions. At the same time, they just have to get on and, and manage the, the team and the set of people that are, mm. that are building and executing these decisions. I'm really not sure where I'd put that. So um, perhaps, it, I mean, given, given the politicians that we know, <laughs> where would you put them on? Where would you put them? So which British politicians are you most familiar with? Which leaders? <laughs> I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean, you know, sort of on a friendly basis. I mean, you know, sort of because you've you've been in the country for not that uh, not as long as I have. Biden. 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 Okay. Well, where does Biden exist on this? Okay, where does Biden exist? He feels different from our English politicians, but still yeah. a politician nonetheless. I would say I would say very executive in the states, but but I think kind of in well, many cases by the time you get there, you're you're trying to enact policies and it's less about inventing the new ones and kind of saying well of this set this is the one we should go with and and make it so yes. so you need to be executive so what would be here um i think i think yes i think the whole point is by well by the time you operate in the the top levels yes you're not the one who's coming up with creative solutions yes yes you're the one who's um, putting them, delivering them, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, and, so, and probably in a council yeah. as well. Even at a council, the role of the politician is to make sure to do the politics, 
and make sure that they can get their ideas, the, the ideas through, but they get their ideas from um, the people around them. Exactly. Yeah, so right. I would say executive in this one. I mean, if we go back to the US example, it is the executive office. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so on the executive side, grand. On a scale of one to 10, what number would that be? Okay. Give them a little bit of creativity. So let's, let's put them at like an eight, maybe a an nine. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Um, yeah. Now, Dad, you're going to have to help me with this one because I cannot say the second word of this. So on the scale from judgy to laser flare. What? Laissez faire. Laissez faire. So a very, very accurate one. Are you, is this politician going to be judgy or? Ah, let's say fair. I, yeah, I see now. See, my problem is less about the reading, but I am an American and we don't do anything faux French. So, uh, no, a politician absolutely has to be laissez faire. Laissez faire. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd be, I feel um, like more judgy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because. No, I mean, why would they judge other people, right? They they want no judgment anywhere because judgment leads to the <gasps> dread possibility they might have to make an apology. So no judgment. That's for, that's for news. That's for journalism. They are laissez-faire. They just chill with whatever. Okay. You know. Well, that that's really... So you've got... These are really... Um, these are really quite extreme ends of the uh, these personalities. Yeah, very executive, like quite executive, nine slash eight, but then also to be like, eh, yeah, do what you need to do properly. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yes, but leave an audit trail. <laughs> I don't know. See, the audit trails are totally not for the politicians. See, that's where you're getting confused here. The judginess, the audit trails, those are for like the civil servants who have to like follow the budget and the finances. Um, the politicians, though, you know, um, let's let's go find the party and and okay. Right, well, then I feel like my last question, I feel like I already know the answer to it because it's the one underneath it. I want to go studious to people oriented. I think it's oriented. I think it has to be people-oriented. Oh, oh, <laughs> oriented. Oriented. You're, you're being really mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but we're very we're very lazy fair. <laughs> lazy fair. <laughs> fair. No, lazy fair. You've got me confused. Lazy fair. <laughs> I just feel like from what you've said so far, you're going to be leaning more towards the people oriented one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, otherwise the kissing the babies goes, you know, horribly awry and the handshakes and, and how are you going to get people to vote for you as a as AI politician? So as an AI politician, you're incredibly capable. You're incredibly knowledgeable. Mm but you absolutely can't show any of that. You have to, so this is a very, this is kind of like, um, it's very patriarchal. This is this is what a woman has to do, isn't it? You, you've got to know everything, you've got to be really careful, but you've just got to show yourself as personable and absolutely not judgy. We are totally not and threatening not, and not judgy. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, it shouldn't have been me saying that, because that, that was a man saying that, I just mansplained. 
two, two women. <laughs> I'm feeling very vulnerable at the moment. <laughs> also, I think we've been promoting the existence of binaries, mm. which is not. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Well, yeah. well, we, well we, we're doing numbers. Um, yes. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're making numbers, spectrum. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then but these feel like we feel quite passionate towards one end of this rather than being in the middle. It feels quite on each of them. They've been like, they can have a little bit of the other thing, but they're going to be predominantly on the... But, they, but, this, is, but this is very interesting, isn't it? Because we've gone... Um, so executive, you know, we, we talked about what you expect from a, a, a politician, but what do you expect from an AI? Yes, we might expect executive more than um creative but um we'd expect it to be very judgy um because that's the nature you of computation and well not, so, not even that but it's got you know it's it's very you know sort of when you're creating ais you're creating these rules or these these very you know sort of complex uh, statistical bases where you're saying ah does this fit into this category or that category you know so just to just to understand the world you're having to be quite judgy but you know sort of in terms of behavior and presentation yeah. not so much yeah. um, and as as well we you know a computer we think of as as computer we think of as students and ai we think of as students we just said it's got all the knowledge of the world but we've just given it to it, it hasn't had to read it, and it's more important for us that the AI is personable, absolutely is social. Hmm. Now well, there's something to think about. Well, so will 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 it change the world for the good or the bad? That's always the question about. Well, yeah, that is the question, and it is the next question because now we're going to do the health and safety mandatory risk assessment. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna think worst case scenario what could go wrong what is the worst case what is the worst outcome and how likely is it <laughs> mm. right because i mean the first chat was that we're going to put scissors as one of its implements <laughs> so that it could cut the ribbons but what if it that, goes that wrong just seems the very minor now you know, so a skewered baby versus <laughs> really controls every member of congress yeah yeah you know so it's interesting because i think that you could go all the way down the cynical route of of Mark Zuckerberg controls every member of Congress, and then that you think, well, how close is that actually to reality, anyways? And yes. yeah, mm. well, yes. <laughs> uh, just to remind any any listeners that uh, this is a podcast about AI. We think to <laughs> all hail our ant overlords. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what could possible? So we've said what could possible. So some of the things that could possibly go wrong. Well, it's human in human influence on it. Yes. So, so in some ways, that's just the. So that's that's an example of the background. How's it procured? How's it controlled? Um, how's it regulated? Yep. Um, and this, the same is true for human politicians. Absolutely. And so what we do is we put rules in place. Of course, the rules have to be have to be negotiated <laughs> by the politician, but we make sure the human politician, you know, 
um, or we take the principle of the human in the loop. So these yes. robot politicians, perhaps they form one house uh, or so a part of, what do you call it in America? The, the Senate, right? Yes, well, they, so we have the Houses of Parliament. Right. We have so, the House of Commons, House of Lords. Right. What's the, and we, we would have the Senate and the House of Representatives. Yeah, so yeah. basically we could have the human the, house. Two chambers, is that what you call it? That's effectively it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Congress. Com yes. Right, okay. And so, so, yeah, so basically we could have the human, you, human house and then the, the AI house. Well, the AI cupboard, they don't need a whole house. <laughs> right, they're in the cupboard, exactly. so, so let's go back. So, so would the AIs replace the House of Lords or the, or the Commons here? Oh, well, uh, that's an interesting... Um, well, you, so the, the House of Lords... The House of Lords is, you know, sort of historically comes from the aristocracy, the the powers the literally the powers that be the barons the earls the you know sort of uh, and every, uh, and the the monarchy um, kind of has a relationship to that the House of Commons literally the commoners the people who were voted um, the the, the separate the roles are, the roles are different you know the House of Lords oversees the um, and moderates and modifies the um, the legislation that's produced by the House of Commons. So it feels like if we were going to have a hmm, on the one hand, we could keep the the House of Commons as human, and have the House of Lords as, if you like, the the robot checkers, <laughs> if you like, the, pe the people who scrutinise the legislation, spot where all of the, you know, the problems are going to be yeah. and then return it to the lower house. Uh, or we could do it the other way because traditionally we think in AI, you think of, you know, the, the computers, the, the artificial intelligences coming up with the, the stuff and then we scrutinise that and we check it. So I, there's good arguments for both, but um, this is, you're, you're our guest. Where oh do you think... Um, um, where does the human come in on this? What, you know, if yeah. we are going to separate it, where's the yeah. human? So, so I'm actually, um, coming from the States, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of like, the civil service in the US. Yes. And, um, and so I, I would actually argue that, you know, you can replace all the politicians and, and the civil service have it, have it just fine. They'll, they'll be the checkers. We have a few more rules in terms of, you know, we might need a whole new branch of the civil service that is, that is the, the politician human minders yes um yeah but, but we'll just you know add a few more rules in terms of what they're really allowed to do and and so one of my worries would be then if we go back to you know what's the big risk would be what if we what if just by the the data sets that, that this thing has been given and and the the stories and and the data that it that it's ingested it becomes a really charismatic ai and so, you know, it can sway all the other AIs um, in a way that the human handlers, you know, haven't, you know, it gets around them in some way. So what if we, what if we have a really charismatic AI as opposed to just, you know, an AI that pushes forward the policy that's going to, you know, that, that, that's, that has, it has been purchased to, to espouse. Um, so um, you've already said that this has to be really social. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be really strong on that. Yeah. So it's got to be really good at interactions and persuading and listening. So, so it feels like you could have 
a charismatic AI politician. I, I'm, I don't know why you're saying it's really charismatic and it's getting all the other AI. I'm just imagine it being very flirty with the other AI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we made the assumption that this AI wouldn't have any problems with sleeping with another, you know, politician's wife or husband. But I mean, maybe, maybe that was just a really poor assumption on our part. And the AIs are totally going to have a, a complete and utter, utter, you know, orgy on the house floor. <laughs> Well, and, and, uh, and who knows? Yes, um, who knows how? How would we even know? Exactly. How would we tell? We you know what we we haven't covered. We haven't covered robot sex here. No. So, um, um, and if it involved if it involved a USB C port, number wiser. Um, so. So in terms of risk assessment, you do a risk assessment, say what's the worst thing that could happen? How likely is that to happen? And then you have to say, well, how, how, could, you, um, how could you avoid that happening? How could you mitigate against the effects? So, yeah. so we've said, you know, sort of, the, these, are, um, these, these are really bad things. How likely do you think they are? Oh, I think they're. I think they're actually, you know, pretty likely. So I, I, I do you remember Taybot? Oh, that's that's not great, is no. it? Well, <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, do you remember Taybot? Right? Yes, I do. Well, I'm, yes. you know, sort of. So, so tell us a bit about so, Taybot. So, so Taybot was was put out, and it was supposed to learn how to to chat naturally, and they were going to use data that was effectively provided by you know the crowd lots and lots and lots of people who would who would interact with it and we'd learn from their chats and Taybot would would get better and better at chatting and within was it 24 hours or 36 hours the plug had to be pulled on Taybot because it was a racist bigoted jerk of an AI mm. <laughs> um and so it'd be taught conspiracy theories and uh hadn't it and, yeah um, it was it was a nasty piece of work yes and so you know from that perspective there's a lot of data floating out there that's it could you know that would effectively train it up you know how how much of our is we'd have to be very careful in in the data sets we're presenting to these AI mm the stories that we're telling, the shape of that data and what's in it uh, to mitigate the risk of a horrible, mm. racist, bigoted AI politician. And so there's the, there's the actual, oh, sort of someone could, could set it up and sort of teach it to be racist. But there's also the fact that, you know, the, uh, in our, within our data, which is shaped by our systems, our political systems, and our record-keeping systems and just our society, we have systemic racism. Yeah. We have, you know, people do, um, particular kinds of people do not appear represented. And so even if it's not intentional, yeah. we have the problem of, uh, of creating um, AIs that, that treat, um, that don't treat the whole population fairly. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and there's research now, right, around trying to create fair AI, knowing that our data has these systemic biases in it. Um, but you have to be careful with those politicians. You, know, you can't trust the AI politician. <laughs> 
So some of the, so some of these risks come from the fact that um, the AI is controlled actually by um, by human interests outside. And yes. it, so the AI itself becomes just a, an, another weapon or another tool that they can use to right. gain control. So it's not really fair to blame that on the AI, but mm -hmm. the AI in terms of what it does and its function, um, that's... Uh, uh, so we've got the we've got the scissors. Yes. <laughs> that, that was the problem. But another one is it just that it won't that it will be mistrained. Yeah. Um, either deliberately or um, by just because of because unintentionally because of inadequate data. Um, mm. And you think that those are both quite likely. Mm. So. Well, that leads us, I think, to our last question. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we have today created a humanoid uh, AI uh, referred to by his friends as Boaty McBoatface, who <laughs> is uh, insanely charismatic, the most personable possible, and non-threatening, but political mastermind, and also one of many. We've created this AI. Um, is it worth it? Right. Given what you've just said about the, the risks and yeah, uh, yeah. So so you know what I, I've been thinking recently is is Boris Johnson most recently went on holiday and was posed very specifically painting a picture. Yes. In order to mimic, to harken back. I mean, they he was essentially recreating from past data, a scene from Winston Churchill, who was charismatic and all of these things that, that this new uh, political leader wanted to, to, to emulate and bring forward. And part of me thinks that, okay, he didn't choose to emulate one of the Hitler, Mussolini, yes. right? Any of these others. If we can make those decisions, can we then educate or be careful or um, put the training wheels on for a little longer, a little bit more human intervention before we uh, before we release completely into AI, the political AI? But yeah, I think it'd be worth it. There you are. So it has risks. Yeah. But we're already taking some of those risks. Absolutely. And I suppose the question is, is it easier to create, to uh, have an AI, that uh, a, a computer that has all the knowledge, is it easier to teach it to be personable or to teach Boris Johnson <laughs> all that he should know about the running of the country? So... <laughs> That's that's the question. So, and you, but you think it's absolutely it's a it's a it's a risk it's a risk worth taking. It's something that we should uh, we should really take seriously. Yeah, I think it would open up some possibilities in in the political dialogue. I mean, it would too. I, I think the question about AIs and what can you imagine an AI doing? Um, I think that's a really it's a really great way of questioning what are we doing anyway and what what is the role what could the role of 
um, uh, of, of, of a mechanical intelligence, of an artificial intelligence be, um, when we just push it beyond the data processing and all of the things that we know, it's a good way of, of helping us to imagine a new kind of world which, in which the, the machines are playing more of a role and helping us to be a better human society. So perhaps this is a risk that we ought to take. This has been, I think it's been a really great yeah. example. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself and I'm going to be thinking about this all of tonight while I'm trying to get to sleep. <laughs> Just think of the scissors, You'll, it'll calm yeah, me don't down. Think about the scissors. <laughs> well, thank you very much then, <laughs> Professor H. Chapman. Um, uh, this is... This has been great, and I think um, the this is this is fantastic um, first episode for us to to, uh, to record. It can only you, get better from here. You have ironically, oh. incredibly, uh, incredibly creative as well as incredibly knowledgeable. So thank you very and much. very executive as well. And very executive. Yes. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember, we have a new episode each week. Please check out the link below or on our socials for links to our guests or to any further reading on the topics mentioned. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, bye!